org. Check, check, check. A little check, rusty check. rustle. <laughs> All right, can you hear yourself? Uh, check, check. A little bit. A little bit. Let me turn you up. How about how about now? Check, check. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. We made it happen. Okay. <laughs> This is No Suggestion, an improv comedy talk show. I'm Rob Jean-Pierre. We're back with another episode. We're going to chat. We're going to talk. And there's going to be some improv comedy that happens at the same time. And our guest tonight is the great, the prolific Kate <laughs> O'Neill Martino. Did yeah, I say that right? You did. You did. Okay. So stoked to be here. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> I think... First of all, I want to say I think you're one of maybe like three people who's ever asked to be on this show, <laughs> which is, uh, and I probably, I think you just beat me to it. I was, I'm sure I was going to ask you myself, but uh, and then you were supposed to do this show like two, two months, months ago, ago, yeah, and it didn't, and it didn't happen. No, the it, stomach virus happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay, but you're you're here now. Yes, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. What uh. Tell me what was your what was your day like today? Um, my day was pretty extraordinary. You know, Ooh. I drove into Queens. I taught eighth grade uh, middle schoolers English. Um, Twelve Angry Men. Well, we're studying that play right now. So I have my classroom set up like a courtroom. So one side of the room is the jury. The other side of the room is like you know where the patrons would sit in the courthouse. Then I have a judge stand, which right now I'm sitting at. <laughs> and then across from me is the witness stand. So we had a lot of fun. And then I uh, went home, walked my pit bulls, um, <laughs> fed my sons, um, and came here. So, yeah. Your Honor, may I approach the bench? <laughs> may I approach the bench, Your Honor? I mean, yes, uh, please. You're by, already laughing at me. By all means, please approach. I'm sorry. I just laugh at everybody. It's just what I do. All right, that feels like an excuse because I'm a, I'm a respected lawyer, but I don't think I don't think you respect me. Okay? Uh, Johnny, you know, please, pl- please, in the court of law, please refer to me as Mr. Blackston, please. Mr. You're right. You're right. How how phony of me, Mr. Blackston, would you please approach the bench? I just want you to take me seriously in this court of law, Your Honor. I am a I am a lawyer just like anyone else. OK, <laughs> stop. I'm sorry. It's just you're wearing a purple tie and pink Crocs today, Mr. Blackston. It's a little hard These to take are my you seriously. Sons. I, I, I listen. I, the, my dog ate my shoes. These are my son's Crocs. I had to make it to. I had to make it to. Okay, a purple tie. I don't think is that weird. It's not. No, no. It's more the Crocs. The Crocs are throwing me a little bit. But you mentioned the purple tie. Is I did. Something wrong I did. with a man wearing that color? No, it, I just don't. But you know. It's all good. You just don't what? You don't think I, <laughs> I don't wear, wear purple, but to, by all means, you should. <laughs> that doesn't sound. <laughs> you, what, what, uh, that feels like some sort of concession. Judge, take take me seriously. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> what? What do you need, Mr. Blackston? Why do you have to wind yourself up? Listen, I'm not going to continue this case unless I have your assurance that you're going to take me seriously as a counselor of the law. I need your assurance, sir, in this courtroom. I'm sorry I called you, sir, and I didn't It's mean- fine. Oh, okay. It's fine. That is a strike against me. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, Your it's Honor. It's totally fine. It's. It, I feel it's very misogynist of me to 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 some sort of have some 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 sort of subconscious 
prejudice that somebody in authority would be a, would be a man. You're a very great judge. And, and I'm sorry. Okay. That's on me. No worries. Okay. I still. All right. God. Now I feel like you have the upper hand. Damn it. Well, I always have the upper hand. Technically, I am the judge in this courtroom. Well, this is my courtroom. Okay. You don't need to stand. You can <laughs> you can sit. Just stop laughing at me. Fine. What is it you need today, Mr. Blackston? You look flustered. I am flustered because I really feel like you're treating me like a child. And, I, I, you know, I, I, I am your grandson. But in this court, you know, I'm. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> Here, have a dumb dumb. I don't. Oh, this is my favorite. It's purple. All right. Yeah. I've seen. Okay, good. good. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. That's great. Um, that's so. I want to say that's so. So, I have so many questions. So, fire away. You, I think it's so cool that you've set your classroom up like the twelve angry yeah. men. Is yeah, that what it is? yeah. I've never. Read that play or seen that play oh, or the so movie? Good. The Henry, it's Henry Fonda. Is that yeah, it? Um, I never seen it. Uh, uh, it's so good. Is that one of your all time favorites? Um, it's I don't. I would say like top five or six. It's not like it's just like it's so interesting because it's set in the 1950s, right? So like civil rights hasn't happened yet. So you're seeing it through the eye of a courtroom where it's a completely white jury. Is this a race play? Is it about race? Kind of, yeah. Oh, this is like some some uh, To Kill a Mockingbird shit. Yes. Wow, yes. okay. Yes. Wow. So you're seeing a fully white male jury, um, but they're trying a young man who's only 16 years old for killing his father in self-defense because his father was abusive. Mm -hmm. um, and he is um, Dominican. And the whole time you don't know that. You don't actually find that out to the end of the play. But the you way don't find out he's Dominican or you don't find out he's not white? You don't find out his race till towards the end of the play. But you know that he's not white. Right. Because of the way they speak about him. In the jury room, like uh, behind, when they're deliberating. Okay. And interesting, interesting. there's some language they use, which is very biased. And like my kids and I have to go through it. And like some of my kids get really heated and they're like, yo, Miss Emmy, they're racist. They're racist. And I'm like, I know, right? Like pick out the words, like pick out the dialogue that show they're racist. So we go through and we pick out the words they're saying and like how they're phrasing things like, like them, like, you know, like things mm. like that. And they get like really into it because they really want to see what happens to the young man, whether or not he's put on the electric chair or if he goes free or, you know, wow. so they're really invested. Uh, so now is, is that common practice? Is that like in your class, are you teaching like some novels and it just happens to be that you're doing this play or do you teach a lot of plays? Um, so I try to teach like two plays a year. So I have to teach like these three set novels because it's part of our curriculum and then I go off the grid. So right now I'm going off the grid because uh -huh. it's not in my curriculum. Got it. Um, so I do 12 Angry Men and then a lot of times I'll do like a one act play comedy. Mm. Um, nothing like famous, but something I'll grab from, um, you know, a source that I rely on. And then my kids and I, they'll go off and once they've learned the one act plays, they'll write their own one act plays. Um, they'll direct them, they'll cast them and then they perform them in June. So Whoa. it's like, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So are you, are you like a 
theater kid who yeah. who went into teaching and yeah. like, so you teach English and you t- end up teaching a lot of theater. Yeah, and I produced uh, for ten years. I directed the school plays at my um, at my school till I had my sons, and then it was like a lot of time I couldn't put into anymore. But um, yeah, we did everything. We did like uh, what did we do? We did um, Into the Woods, uh, Annie, um, bunch of stuff like pretty much like all the big names, Greece. I, I, yeah, my mind is expo- okay. So the the big thing is like, I really feel like at least in this country, like people like you are like the backbone of the country. Like Aww. people who are just like in bigger small. I mean, you're in New York, but you're in like a, a town in Long Island. But like all over the country, there's like artists who are like teaching English or drama or art or whatever who are just like. I'm part of this community and it's my job to bring like arts and culture to the kids yeah. and like direct the school play or whatever. Yep. And like, just like, I was just listening to a podcast with um Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And oh, it's nice. like, they're very famously like constantly talk about their high school drama teacher and how much he's like remained a huge influence in all their Aww. lives. So th- that's so interesting. What, it's funny, before I came here, one of my old students, like, I probably had him my third year of teaching, Kevin Collier, if you can hear me, I'm giving you a shout out right now. Mm, He's actually a Kevin. rap artist. Um, I wish I could remember the, his rapper name, but uh, he made a huge post before I came here um, thanking me for being his teacher, and it's, like, National Teachers Week, and, like, I started crying because I was like, you remember me? And, like, it was just so sweet. Like, it really mm. meant a lot. He was a sweet kid. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, that is really wow. Yeah, that is really awesome and like how do I put it. So I teach for a living. I'm t- I teach uh, uh I teach theater at like some different universities in town. And I really have my own like a personal struggle with it because mm-hmm. I love teaching. I really think I'm built to teach. Yeah. But I also struggle with it because I I worry that it gets in the way of my own, like I, I would love to teach, but I would like to teach them like, on you know, like Spike Lee teaches or yeah. like, you know, or Vincent D'Onofrio teaches. Like I would right. like to teach on my own terms. Yeah. And it is on my own terms because I really enjoy it and I think I'm built to do it. And I think I'm teaching, I think I'm having an effect, but it is like, I do sometimes, yeah, I get, I get itchy and I get antsy. Yeah. Like, oh, I, Am I is this getting in the way of my own dream and my own thing? Yeah. Do you does that resonate with you or have you made your peace more with that or? No, it's definitely I would say it's a yearly battle. Like I definitely go through like a year battle, like where like halfway through the year at some point in the year, I'm like, uh, do I just like abandon teaching and go full all in on acting and just like going there, you know, cause I've never really went there, you know, like at 24 moving to Brooklyn, I did the big cattle call auditions, you know, like for really big musicals and things. And I got so scared off cause there was like thousands of people there and you weren't even like really noticed, you know? Um, mm. so I just dived into teaching, but like I do battle with that. I do, but yeah. I think I have the best of both worlds because I teach during the day and then I'm an actor comedian at night. So it kind of works. Like, I mean, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on this show is because like, yeah, you're like a very prolific producer. And I've only really been like, uh, 
like aware of what you were doing for like the last like maybe a year. Yeah. But like you're like producing consistent shows. <laughs> yeah. all, you really have like a it's almost like the MCU. <laughs> you have like your own universe around you of uh. like teams <laughs> yeah. that are doing shows around you're pulling in other teams and yeah. you're putting up shows like weekly, maybe more than weekly. Yeah. What what <laughs> what is going on? What is this about? And you and you're, you're a teacher and you're a mom. Yeah. You, got, you told me you got twin boys. Twin boys, Jack and Sheen. Hi, babies. Jack and Sheen. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but you're like a really prolific pro- producer, and and you perform in the. And so you must probably rehearse with your teams and like um some teams, yes. Yeah. Other teams were just like friends, and we drive and we get on stage. It just all plays out really well. And you're on how many teams? Three. What? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Where you start me wherever you want, because I want to know about, about all this. Um, so Mosh Squad is like my heart. It's like my improv heart. Um, we we just like came together one day. Pedro, oh no, Chris Griggs. I actually have to thank Chris Griggs. Wait, Chris Griggs, former guest of No Suggestion. Yes, yeah. for um, he said one day like, "Oh, do you want to come on the ED show? Like, I need a team. Why don't you make a team with Pedro? Because he saw like Pedro come to one Pedro of the shows. Yeah. Yep." So we made a team together. We brainstormed people we love and are fun and funny. And then um, it just happened. Like it just like erupted Mosh Squad. And like that is so much fun. We perform every week at Young Ethel's, usually Thursday nights. Shout out Young Ethel's. Yeah. Yeah. And and now I was just casted on Young Ethel's Bar Prov Experimental Improv Teams, which are starting next month, which is super exciting. Um, And I'm on the barracks through the armory which is um, teams that perform over in Astoria at the Chalet. So, Chalet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there, but Chalet Bar, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Tavern, I believe. Yeah. 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 Is this a is this a bar or a tavern? Oh, it's a tavern. I, I don't believe you know the difference. I probably don't. I've had one too many Guinnesses today. Well, well it, it doesn't matter then. It's a bar, it's a tavern. All the best, all the best. We're, we're becoming good friends. We are. We are. We're here every day drinking our Guinness and talking away. Drinking Guinness, <laughs> talking oh. away, jabbering, <laughs> yakking about yaka, the yaka, jabber, yaka, 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 yaka. Isn't it good to be Irish? It is. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm so glad. I'm we- so- I'm a, I'm elated to be Irish. You are. <laughs> you are our cousin. I love it. <laughs> How's the missus? You told me last week there was some dervishing happening there. Oh, oh, many a dervish happened inside the old the old sh- Shalalo home. Oh, oh gosh. many a dervish. Oh, did she end up on the couch again? I remember that two weeks ago. She ended up laying on the couch trying to... Trying to recuperate from the dervish. Oh gosh, you must have gotten her good. I must have. I must have gotten her. Well, the couch got the best of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're too much. What a tavern this is! It is. It what is a fine tavern. Thank God we have it, you know, because my therapist fired me six months ago, and this has really become the place. Oh, your therapist fired you? Oh yeah. Oh, that'll that'll be a a blemish on the old CV. <laughs> you could say that again. Oh no! But I've upped my drinking, so you know I don't know how good it is. Hey, the good, 
Good medicine. <laughs> good. You know what it says in the Bible. Yes. Good medicine, medicine comes from, from the, the Bible. Bible. From the Bible. <laughs> Bottle. It's from the bottle. From bottle. a bottle. A, a good Bible. medicine is a bottle of Bible. Yes. Yes. Bottle of Guinness. You should come back to the hometown with me next month. I'm flying back to Dublin. You're going back home to Dublin? I am. To I'm, visit the hometown I bars am. and taverns? My father's dying. His last wish is that I have a Guinness with him. Oh, <laughs> I would love... I would love to see Father again. Yes. Oh, is my favorite uncle. Yes. I remember. Jimmy O'Neill. Jimmy O'Neill. <laughs> oh, brother of my father. Oh. N- Neil O' Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy O'Neill and Neil O' Jimmy. What great brothers they were. They were. What great they cousins were. we are. I know. I wish your father the best. I think I'll travel with you. You should. Are you going via barge? Yes. Oh. It's the only way to go. It's the only way to travel for a true Irishman. Oh, totally. On the undercarriage, On you know. Undercarriage. Just stow away. We ride for free. We ride My wife died. So suddenly. She. I just got a text. Oh, my God. It said she she died peacefully on the couch. Oh. It appears the couch did get the best of her indeed. <laughs> it appears so. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> so Irish. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So you play at with, on the barracks team. Yes. But, okay. But how are you doing, doing this? it? It's so industrious. It's so, it's so much. What, how and then why? Um, I don't know which one. How? I know because if you look up my birthday in that huge astrological book. Oh, I'm big on this. Yeah, right. So it gives the date, right? March 19th, right underneath the I'm date. I'm a 19. Yeah. It's 19. That's Woo! my birthday. Oh, oh that's weird. Happy birthday. It's happening. Okay. It's my, this keeps happening to me. Really? Way. I that's look at so the screen funny. and my birthday's on it. Wait, is your birthday November 19th? Yes. Stop it. What? Whoa. What? Whoa. Why? That's crazy. Why is that crazy? It's 1119. Yes, it keeps happening to me. Oh, it's a sign. I don't don't know what it's a sign of. (laughs) It's a sign you're supposed to be here doing this, Uh, man. Okay. Thank you, God. All right. But you're in 19, March 19th. Yeah. Talk about it. So the meaning is dogged determination. And that's literally me. Like, I'm just like determined. And I just feel like if you're not filling your soul and your passion, then you're dead inside, kind of. Like, that's how I feel about myself. So, like, even though it feels like a lot, like, I have to balance it, you know? So I don't do shows every night. I'll do shows two two nights a week. But I have to. Like, Uh it's like my medicine. It's my therapy. It's my happy place. Um, I just have to, you know, I I relate to that. I really uh, I can relate to that big time. I've I've been saying over the last few (coughs) over the last few years that like I do I do. Primarily, I started doing improv and I continue to do improv because I think it makes me a better actor. Yeah. I would say I'm an actor first before a comedian. Right. But I am a comedian. Right. But really, I think at this point, I'm really, I've been doing improv since I was 16 years old. Wow. So I really, I feel like I do improv like 
people who do yoga do yoga. Right, like right. A life practice. Right. Yeah. For me. And like it feels like a, like a and it feels like a metaphor for creativity. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. I mean? Yeah. I totally I totally get that. Okay. So you're like, I just have to what do you feel like it's it's giving you? It just gives me a lot of happiness, you know? It gives me a creative outlet. It gives me, like, beautiful friends, like, friendships. Um, It gives me fuel. Like, honestly, I'm the happiest teacher the next day and mom and wife after a show because I just feel full, you know? Like, my cup is full, Um, you know? And, like, when I started it, I was, like, that stereotypical actor, like, oh, I want to be on SNL one day, you know? Sure. Um, and now I just want to do it. Like, I just want to make friends with my sh- uh, shows with my friends and like just meet more people and like just grow, build community. Like, you know, it's no more about like, oh, I need to I need to be <laughs> like this top notch actor. Like, mm. no, I just need to do what feels good inside. Like top notch actor, dude. <laughs> top notch. I just. Wow. Everybody's talking about you around town. But, really? Yeah, like you're like this top-notch actor. Whoa! I mean, That's crazy. I, I'm not intimidated by you or anything. You know, yeah. we're both at this audition. We're both yeah, yeah. We're both actors. We're both trained. You know, whatever. Yeah. We're yeah. The same type. You know, you're a little bit taller than me. And, yeah. You know, uh, you know, um. I gotta memorize these lines. We just got these sides. I'm sure you don't have them memorized yet. No, no, I, but it's like a cold read, you know. Yeah. So as long as we know the ends of the lines and oh, like you know the, the emotion, the yeah, just like the last word or two, just you know, so I know what's happening a little bit. I just bit. got the. I haven't even read it yet, but you already know. Yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah, you know, it's I have that. Uh, what is it called? Like the photographic memory. Like I look at the page oh. and it just. Just immediately happens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have something similar. I'm I'm dyslexic. Oh, my brother's dy- dyslexic. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Like you have something different. Like yeah, I, it's hard for me to read. Yeah, because you reverse the endings of words. Yeah, so it's like I'm already confused before I even look at the script, and then when I look. So at the let's script, run lines together then. So you're prepared. I mean, if you want to, you're, you know, everybody's talking about you like some top-notch actor. And uh, like, no, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. You know I mean? If you want to read on. with me in this hallway, I mean. I was just in a couple, you know, runs of Hamilton and, you know, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker's like, you know, like doppelganger for a while. But I'm really not that big. Like, I, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, I totally get that. You know, I was just in, you know, I was just in a McDonald's. Uh, oh, nice. You know, and. Uh, the commercial? No, I just got a coffee from. Oh. McDonald's. Yo, man, like, I don't, just you know. Coffee. You're here. You're, you're here to I've audition. Been in a commercial. That's cool. They're overrated anyway. How many have you done? 275. You want to say, could you save my seat for me? Yeah. I'm just going to go. You're going to go back to McDonald's? They have they have a help wanted sign. Oh, God, you're breaking my heart right now, man. You want fries with that <laughs> seat? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Uh, 
goodness. Silly. Dogged determination. <laughs> yeah. Um what what was so and you were telling me before I want to know wait 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 wait. Oh, I, okay, before I forget I want to get to this. Okay. I've taught middle school. You were saying when you were in like middle school age, you were mm-hmm. like a troubled kid. Oh, I was bad. Yes. It was real bad. My theory, it's not a novel theory. Yeah. I've taught every grade pretty much okay. after school stuff. I would I never was an in school teacher, but after I've taught after school programs of every age. Right. Middle school is hell. Yeah. They're the worst age. They are. My theory is I think teachers who were troubled students mm-hmm. themselves really have an understanding and an empathy. Yeah. I was not a troubled student. Aww. I was a very good, very square, very boring kid. Yeah. And so when I meet a troubled student, I'm just like, what? what's wrong with you? Why yeah. don't you just... I was the kid. This was me as a kid. Guys, if we just stop <laughs> talking, the teacher will be mad. <laughs> that was me. So I don't. I was the kid that was telling the teacher to go fuck themselves. Ah. Yeah, I was bad. I was real bad. If I was in class, because I cut 50% of the time. And <laughs> so crazy. And so, wow. Yeah. How? Okay, first of all, I want to Sorry, know, I mean, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that... All right, I'm going to start with this. How do you go from that to becoming a teacher? What is that path? Um. So, like, because I was a troubled youth and my parents weren't around, I was acting out a lot, smoking a lot of cigarettes, a lot of pot, cutting a lot of class. I had an amazing guidance counselor. He saved my life, Mr. Anthony DeTero. Anthony DeTero, shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I went and he would, I would have meetings with him like once a week, but then when stuff was really bad, sometimes I'd be in his office every day, like for a period. And um, he basically would just tell me like, you know, that cliche phrase, like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel because I was dark, like I was real, real dark. I was really depressed. Because I couldn't understand why my parents didn't want me. I was like, mm. why don't my parents want me? Like, they wanted me for 12 years. Like, why Why not anymore? And um, he would just always, always say that to me. And um, then finally, I grew up, you know, got into college, paid my way through college, like graduated with honors. And I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And I was like, I want to give back for what he did to me. I want to do to kids that are like me, were like me growing up. Like, I want them to know, okay, I'm here. I'll listen to you. I'll help you. And I'll never give up on you. Because, like, I just felt like, I don't know. I just wanted to get back because that was such a dark time. And I didn't know if I would ever get out of it. And, like, I just wanted to, like, help them, you know? So I have the worst class (laughs) in the building. Yeah. And peep, I have every single teacher coming to my classroom, The ad, every single admin coming to my classroom, and they're like, Kate, what are you doing in your classroom? Because your kids are perfect when we walk by. Like, they love you. They're amazing. And I'm like, I just talk to them, and I get to know them, and I pick my battles with them. Like, I don't jump on them for every little thing. Like, I know Luke's going to walk in every day 20 minutes late and eat his bacon, egg, and cheese at the desk, and I, I let him be. And I know Elena is going to go to the bathroom for 10 minutes a day. And that's Elena. And I let her be. 
And I also know she's going to call a couple people out in the classroom and that's her personality, you know? So I just really get to know my kids, you know? Mm. And instead of like yelling at them when they're like acting out, like I call them outside. I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know? And I like talk to them kind of how he talked to me and then just let them know, like, I'm here, you know, like I'm not giving up on you. And a lot of these kids have bad homes. And that's why they're acting that way. So, like, I get that because that's how I was. So, that's so like the. Well, I want to gather my thought because, yeah, there's the the idea of like that pick just to pick your battles. Yeah, you said I don't know if you said that here over there, but like yeah, the pick your battles thing of like. Yeah, if you jump down their throat for every single no, thing, you're going like, to lose them. You're going to lose them entirely. Yeah. It's like in five seconds. Are you going to it's like you can if you take what you have, you can nurture that yep. thing. But exactly. or you could throw the whole thing away. Meet to them where to they're at. That's my philosophy with them. Meet them where they're at. That's really painful because that's something <laughs> my ex asked me to do all the time. And I was not I'm getting sorry. It. It's OK. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I'm slowly it's, learning. It's not easy, but it's like, you know, it's like that idea of like putting yourself in their shoes. Like you don't know what they went through when they came to school, like or what they went through the night before. And like, you know, like there's a reason, you know. So um, I just try to like meet them where they where they're at. Don't get me wrong. They piss me off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I have to walk away sometimes or like send them to the dean or whatever. But like, I don't know. It's just like ingrained in me like that's also why i rescue pit bulls you know nobody wants pit bulls but like they're my favorite wow. <laughs> like i want a million pit bulls wow. yeah yeah it's the same idea misunderstood that i mean i got so many things to say about that that's so interesting to me because you you don't like you're you're a sunny blonde lady like there's <laughs> On the outside, there's like, I don't, you don't seem like somebody who would be misunderstood. But do you feel that way? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Oh. Yeah. And I felt that way as a kid, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everybody thinks I'm like, uh, you know, like perfect, like perfect life. Like, no, 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 no. Wow. Like, I had a serious, serious, like, past. And, like, I'm proud of where I am now. And, like. I'm grateful for my past because it got me here now today. But like it could have gone bad (laughs) real quick, you know, if I didn't have guidance counselors and people like looking out for me and taking me in. That's it's so wild because it it does feel like cliche, you know, like just thinking about like a guy in denim jeans and a like patches on his blazer elbows and hat backwards sits backward in his chair like come on joey mm-hmm. hey joey what's up what's really up <clears throat> you can talk to me what's going on uh, my parents got in a fight last night sometimes 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 parents fight and it's hard i don't know if i trust you man hey i don't blame you i don't yeah. blame you you don't know me from would you trust you if you were me? That's a great question. Let me ask myself that. <laughs> hey, Mr. Patterson, would I trust me if I were me? I don't know. Am I me? Ooh, 
That's deep. I don't mean to be deep. I just try to be real. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, here's the basketball I'm twirling on my finger. Well, it's just a thing I do. Yeah, I, I, I got kicked off the basketball team because I was smoking too much pot. Wow, that's 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 hardcore, buddy. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, I was smoking too many losers in my hot rod. Come Whoa. on, Whoa, yeah. Patterson. <laughs> oh, who's shit. cooler than you? No, I'm lucky I have you, though. I know I give you a hard time, but uh, you're here every day. I really you- wish you had enough. Uh, said my ex-wife's phone numbers. Said it out loud in the classroom. Yeah, that was fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. But uh, you were pissing me off, so I had to do it. I just, I just, I was just asking if you'd read the chapter from the night before. No, I know, man, but I don't read a lot. I'm constantly dealing with my mom getting beat up by my dad and having to save her and kick him out of the house and make sure she's all right. And then I have to put my younger brother to bed and my little sister and get us lunch money the next day because my mom's usually drunk. So I I don't have time for reading. And that's my that's my fault. But I shouldn't have said that. You know, you know who used to. Deal with the same kind of troubles you did? Who? You know who used to deal with those same exact kind of troubles? Who? You? No, Tom Sawyer. Oh. That's why you should read. That's like the book we're reading right now. Yeah, Tom Sawyer. Is there like an audio book I could read with it and follow the words? Uh, Sure, and I, and I would accept that. Tom Sawyer, he was like, Everybody's like, you got to paint this fence. And he's like, I don't know how. Oh, shit. But he eventually paints the fence, I'm sure. I'll be honest with you. I haven't read this book. Oh, Mr. Patterson, you're teaching the book. I, um, how do you do that every day? That's fucking epic. That's uh, badass, Patterson. I, I'm going to be really honest with you. Uh. I've been bullshitting every day for the last three years, and I've never met a student who has real problems. Damn. So it's been like a cakewalk up until now. You're honestly too real real for me, and I... uh, You're going to quit? Yeah. Shit. I'm wearing a blazer under this blazer (laughs) (laughs) seat. I don't know what these scenes are about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're very relationship based. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I, re- I was having tons of fun, but I really, my god, that's so stupid. Um, yeah, that. I mean, it's so. I was saying before, like I, I really. This is so interesting because okay, so you know I'm a rapper. You were nice enough to put me in a show for Pedro Yay! Lee's birthday what, like Woo-hoo! a month and a half ago. Yeah. Shout out Pedro February Lee. February 4th. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, the, he's the best. He's a great man. He's the best. And um, so, uh, but I was talking to some friends earlier today about how like, I really, I was the opposite of a troubled kid. Mm. You know, my parents are divorced and I'm a first generation American. My parents are Haitian. So like 
I don't come from a perfect home and a perfect life by right. any means. We were poor, uh, poor-ish. My dad sold drugs, so we had some. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I went to Catholic school. I just didn't. It wasn't like um, a life that was like full of trauma. I had, I had a lot of family around. Yeah. So, and I was very like um, self-possessed. I was like reading comic books and like I was like taking care of by my family, taking right. care of my parents. I, we're not. I'm not. I'm not friends with my parents, but right. they were great parents. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, um, they did. They did their job. Yeah. So I always worry as a rapper that I'm just like, I wonder if kids who have a hard time could relate to me because mm. I don't really know what to tell them. I didn't have mm. a hard time. I was a good student in school. Well, I wasn't a good student. I wasn't a good student, but I yeah. loved school. I loved going to school. I never yeah. skipped class. Yeah. I was a very square, like, you know, so I, I, I really, that's like a really fascinating, and seem like, it seems like a cheap, inadequate word, but it's just like, that experience to me is so interesting when it's just like you're a kid and you're just like fucking fighting through to just yeah, survive. survive. Yeah. What, do you, what did you mode. think about kids like me who are just fucking doing great? I was like, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around smiling, loving everybody, just hugging people like everything's great. And I'm sure somebody's like, you fucking <laughs> dick. No, I think it was more of like a jealousy, you know, like I think deep down I just wanted that, you know, mm. and um, luckily I had a great group of friends like they were my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. So I hung out with them every day and like they got, you know, they brought so much joy and like the trauma like went away when I was with them. But like, um, yeah, it, it was I don't know, like when I was in it, it sucked. But now I look back on it and I'm like damn like i did it you know like i'm doing it like i'm i'm good like i have a good relationship with my mom and uh yeah and my dad you know passed last week god rest his soul rest his soul yeah but i know i'll make amends with him on the other side one day like or he'll come to me because i'm a medium and i'm sure he'll make his way at some point you're a long island medium (laughs) yeah I'm a Long Island large. Um, the uh, the the uh, what was I gonna say? It. I mean, I don't really have this per se. It's not in in my immediate, but right. I identify with it. Like how, no matter how old you get, just your relationship with your parents is always so present. Yes, it's weird and wild that it doesn't go away no you move out you go to college you get your first apartment you get your 10th apartment yeah you get in a long-term relationship you get married you have kids you you travel different countries you leave the state you come but it's still just like your mom and your dad are just like in in your your brain brain. ah Ah. (laughs) what what do you what do you what do you have to say about that what do you feel about that how do you deal with that? Um, so like with my dad, it was weird because we were estranged when I was like 20. So he was like always in the back of my brain. But I knew like he always he was tough. I mean, he was real tough. So I knew like we weren't ever going to get on a level because he never wanted to break down his walls, you know, and it was always like you, 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 you're horrible. You're a shit. You're that, you know. So I knew I kind of had to let him go, you know. But, like, with my mom, like, 
I'm at peace with her and she's my friend, you know, and I have so much respect for her now that I I have kids because I'm like, damn, this shit is tough, you mm. know, like, and you did this every day, you know, as much as you could. And like now I, I, I'm grateful for like where she was at then, you know, because she went through a lot. Um, she was an abusive relationship. But like, yeah, I don't know. I guess like I try now to like make my amends with them in my brain. So it's not so like traumatic and dark. And like I just try to focus on the good, you know, especially with my dad passing. I try to remember the good times like he taught me basketball. Like I schooled all the boys like on the basketball court. Like he would put me only on boys teams and like. I would run them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And my dad taught me how to stand up for myself. Like he was like, if somebody punches you, you punch back. He's like, you never punch first, but you throw the second punch. And that's why I kicked Michael Gramer in the balls at sixth grade because he threw a ball at my head in the middle of the cafeteria. So like, you know, (laughs) like just focus on the good. Rest in peace, Michael Gramer. (laughs) They're dead. For real. (laughs) No Um, kids. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Parents and uh, what what do you think you've you've talked a little bit about your teaching? What do you think you've taken from that experience into your own parenting? Yeah. So again, like meeting them where they're at is like huge because my one son Jack, who's my spirit animal, he's fierce. I mean, he. It's fierce. He digs in and he's got a temper and I'm like, you know, and I just want to like throw something. But I have to walk away and I have to remember like he's upset and like he's eight and like we have to talk through this and he needs a minute. I need a minute. And like he needs someone to like get on his level right now. He doesn't need someone screaming at him. And, you know, and uh, my parents are very hands off. Like, I don't know if it was the generation, but they were like, okay, go play in the playroom. And they would close the door and we would play for hours and hours. But like our generation is very like hands on, yeah. you know, like uh, we're playing parents. I think yeah. I we're like playing it. sports with them, like playing video games with them, like talking to them. Like, so it's just like a reminder of patience and like a reminder of what not to do, <laughs> you know, like. I'm always like, God, am I emotionally traumatizing them today? Like, I don't want to do that, you know? So it's just like walking away is the biggest thing when you're in those moments and they're pissing you off. Like, just take a breath, walk away, take a minute. Like, don't do what they did, you know? Like, Mm. learn from their mistakes. Like, What is in your life that doesn't have to do, that isn't about family or comedy? What is in my life? What is um, the, what is the, or, or even theater? Do dogs count? Are they sure. family? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, they're family. Well, my pip, I'm obsessed with pit bulls. I'm absolutely obsessed. Like, if you told me I could go buy, like, rescue eight pit bulls right now, I would. Like, wow. <laughs> like, I especially like the really messed up ones. Um, my first pit was a face biter. Um, cause the first year of his life, he was locked in a garage, so he didn't get any socialization. Um, so he was put on death row. He was saved within an hour of his life. He was like sprawled on the fence and, um, I rehabbed him like kind of like Caesar Milanish. Like I really worked with him and a trainer and I rehabbed him for a year and now he's like the biggest mush head in the world. Like, so I, I volunteer at Bully Crew, um, out East on the island i try to walk dogs as much as i can there just because i feel like they need it you know yeah. and i love them like i literally would have 50 pit bulls if i uh, could 
Yeah, I understand dogs a lot better than I understand people. Mm. Yeah. They're very instinct-based. They're very simple. Love, loyalty, trust. That's it. Energy. That's it. That, ooh, that yeah. is very interesting. I don't, I I love dogs and I think they're wonderful, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think I understand them more than people. What? I do. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that? It's very, it's just very simple with them. Yeah. It's, it's energy. Like, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is they'll get mad at their dog and start screaming at their dog. And then like their dog will bite them. Well, your dog doesn't like your energy. Like you're freaking him out. Like he bit you cause he's freaked out right now. Like, and then they're screaming at the dog to kick it. you know, it's just like you, ha- like your dog is a mirror of you. So if you're cool, calm, and collected, your dog's going to be cool, calm, and collected. If you're a basket case, your dog's going to be a basket case. Like, I just get them. Like, my nickname in high school is Kate Dog, because at all the parties, <laughs> I would find the dog and wow. sit with them the whole night. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, yeah. like, I just get them. I do feel that way in that yeah. way, because it's like pure and it's simple. Love. It's, yeah. It's not. It's no, not there's no bullshit. Bunch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's easy. For I, me, I do relate to that. Yeah, because it's rare. I just like, yeah. People, as a species, we have a hard time calming down, and we have yeah. a hard time saying and doing what we mean. And dogs yeah. are incapable of doing right anything but that. Right. Although I did send my friend a really funny video today of. There's a dog holding a bone and another dog comes and licks their face and is like, I love you. But then the dog is also like looking at the bone. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Dogs are mostly they're transparent. They're they they just are what they are. Yeah. Um, Is so that's a quality probably value in people, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's very very, I I relate to that so much. I like energy. I'm like drawn to. Um, energies like what does that mean to you talk me through that well I do energy healing too um, mm-hmm. that's like a side gig I have like called Reiki um, yes but I do Qigong energy healing so it's Ooh. like this it's like Reiki's nemesis or Whoa. competitor <laughs> yeah um, it's like the pit in UCB but energy healing <laughs> um, yeah so I do that like over the weekends, I have like 20 clients that keep coming back. And you have another hustle? Yeah. Oh. Side hustle. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Not as often as I would like because teaching takes up a lot of time. But usually, like on a Saturday or Sunday, if a client needs me, I'll do a house call. And um, like I'm blessed because once I'm doing the energy healing, like spirits will come through, like of their um, family origin. And I will give them messages. I will tell them what they're wearing, what they're doing, like where they are, you know, what's going on with them. And I always have them like text me the next day and be like, Whoa, this just happened. You're totally spot on. I can't believe this. Like I just had a client text me today and be like, yo, remember the girl you warned me about last month. And you said, there's going to be this woman that tries to manipulate me in business and all this stuff. She's here right now. I can't believe it. She's exactly what you said. I'm like, yeah, man, look out for her. She's evil. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's really. I really. Uh, I don't know how to say I can't. I, I'm, I can't say. I'm like, how do I put this? If somebody were to call me religious, they'd be right. Yeah. So because of that, I believe in all kinds of like kooky things. Yeah. So to me, when I hear that, I'm like, 
that's not for me beyond the realm of belief. Yeah. You can have an intuition about like, oh, I'm I just feel something strongly and I I believe in that. Yeah. That has that always been? Yes. Like even as a little girl, I would have these insane dreams. And I think it was actually spirits coming through and there would be it was nonstop. It was so nonstop. Like I couldn't turn it off because I was little and I was so open when I was little. So I used to have priests come over my house like every weekend, holy water, anoint my bedroom and it would not stop. So I think when all this stuff was happening with my mom and dad, I kind of shut that off. And then it started again once I was in college. I opened back up and like I predicted my grandmother's passing. And that's when I knew like, okay, I, I really have something. Because um, my grandfather came to me in a dream and said, like, she's just waiting for you. So I went and I said goodbye to her the next day and she passed that night. So that's when that was like my reminder, like, hey, you're really connected and you need to do something with this. And that's mm. when I started like really connecting and grounding down and figuring it out. But I always had it. Like I was always the weird girl that wanted to like have picnics and graveyards. Wow. <laughs> As a little kid, I loved graveyards. I still love graveyards. Yeah. That's a really, I, I mean, I have to say that, like, I'm a little, uh, oh, hold on, I'm going to read this. Hold on, I'm supposed to be reading this, and I'm going to go back to this. Okay. Okay, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. Hey, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide free and open platforms to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We're a 501c3 non-for-profit organization. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at Radio Free Brooklyn dot org backslash donate by the way if you're listening to this uh, not on the radio this is a podcast you know what no suggestion is a is a podcast <laughs> why don't you uh uh you know what would help us if you rate and review and subscribe and tell a friend Yay. um it it never occurred to me that people who are like are into like spooky things and dead things in graveyards might just have an openness that yeah. they're trying to deal with yeah Wow. Yeah, I think it's genetic, too. I think my son has it He's mm. like very intuitive and like will say things. I'm like, how did you know that, baby? And like, yeah, so it's kind of cool. Uh, Cheryl, this is spooky. Yeah. This is very spooky. I just. uh, I don't know. We met on Tinder and we've just been here in this cemetery for like the last 90 minutes. I'm I'm I like you, but I I don't really I don't know. I was hoping you would love graveyards because they're like my favorite place to be. But like if you want to go to a, like a Starbucks or a yeah, Gregory's, I would like to do that. I would like okay. to go to a Starbucks okay. or a Gregory's. Yeah. Or, yeah. Any, uh, anything else. But yeah, this. I could do that. I could totally do that. Like maybe one day we'll just come back to a graveyard and we'll just walk through it together. No, you look. Because we could walk around it. Oh yeah, not yeah. come into where the, there's dead, there's dead, yeah, there's dirt there's plots, there's dirt, and then there's, there's inside fresh of it, plots. There's, fre- there's, yeah. there's fresh, and then there's old. Pl- so there's people who yeah. are just dead. Yeah, this is dead. This is a lot of death. There happening. is a lot of death, and we don't need to be. A- we don't need to be around. Yeah, because we're, we're alive. We're alive. Yeah, we're alive. We're young. Yeah, we're alive. We're we're, we're you know what I mean we're we're. We're doing great. I feel healthy. Yeah. No, I feel good. You know? I feel good. So we don't, we can just, I would like to continue this date. Me too. Let's just walk. 
Let's walk out of the graveyard. Yeah, let's just, just let's walk just go. out. Yeah, and just not come back. No, 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 no. At any point. No, I'm sorry. I, I just try to get a little creative. I'm a little eccentric. I thought, you know, why not? But maybe it's too much too soon. There's a hand around your ankle. <gasps> oh, Jesus! Oh, it's made of bones. It's made of bones. I don't. I don't. Mommy? I would rather not touch it. Okay. You don't have to hand it. To All me. right, I'm gonna save it for later. For myself, not you. It's just I have. An artifact collection at home, of things I find in graveyards. It's in a display case in my foyer, so I'm just gonna put it there. <laughs> Great, but, yeah, because you when you said it's for myself and not you, and yeah, then because you have a dis- you said all those things as if they made it better. None of those things made it. Sorry, better. they all made it worse. They all made it worse that you kept the the bone hand that had grabbed your. It's just so cool. A hand they came out of a grave. They used to be alive. <laughs> You know, and they grabbed on to me. Like so, maybe they they need to tell me something important about their life. I feel like I should keep them. I would like to tell you something important. Please. There's a dead person's hand in your back <laughs> pocket right now. Yeah. I'm holding it. <laughs> it. It seems like it's holding you. It seems like you're holding one another. Yeah. I no no, I don't want to hold hands. Okay. I, I don't I I no, I, I no, I, I get don't it. think we can. I get it. I don't think I can hold your hand because you're. I'm hand holding is the holding dead, a person's dead person's hand. hand. Yeah, yeah, that would be weird. I don't have an extra hand to like go through that hand. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm freaking you out. It's just like I, I grew, I was born in a graveyard, so I feel. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> my mom went into labor in a graveyard in Connecticut. And um, I was actually born in a graveyard. My, she was visiting one of her relatives. She was visiting you... my grandmother and yes. she went into labor and it was just her and my dad. And and I was actually delivered in in a grave very close to an open plot. So it feels very like like home when I'm here. <laughs> you said it feels like home. You were talking about a graveyard, but you touched your own stomach and you have a dead person's hand in your back pocket. It's a lot. I'm. I have a crippling fear of death. Oh, that makes sense. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. I don't want to insinuate that you're not normal. No. I think it. Yeah. I think you're not normal, but I don't want to. I wouldn't say I'm eccentric. You're eccentric. Yeah. I do agree with that, Uh, Cheryl. I've. I've. It's been. Daryl. It's. You're gonna leave like they all do, aren't you? I don't mean to be just like yeah. the rest of them, mm-hmm. but, I, but I am like the rest of them. Okay. It's all right. I'm used to being alone. I don't, suddenly a shadow just could, just a veil, a shadow, a veil of shadow just covered your face. Oh my well, God. Well, that's just Aunt Marcy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll call, I'll, okay, I'm not going to, ah. Uh. There's something around my ankle. I'm not oh. gonna look. Oh. Oh yeah, it's um, it's a leg. Just it's Harold. Just kick him away. He'll go away. He, Harold, go away. It's not a good time. He's scared. He's not like us. Did Do he, you? You have a connection with these spirits? Yeah, I'm a psychic medium. Would you? I'm gonna go. Okay. Would you happen to know if there's any? Other? Other spirit in this graveyard that would have an extra pair of pants. 
Um, you might want to try Gary at the end. He tends to have a few. He, he's a he's a sharer, you know. He wouldn't mind. Would you look away because I've urinated? Myself. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you. That's fine. You could just text. See. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beautiful. That was fun. Um. Okay. Um. What? what uh, oh. Because I there's things I wanted to ask and I wanted to make sure that I asked asked about career asked about the, the middle school. God, there was something else in there. There was. I can't remember now. Um, I this is how I want to end. There's a young Kate O'Neill Martino out there somewhere. Aww. Maybe listening to this podcast. Probably not. Aww. But uh, what is the what is the they're how old? What's the age you needed? Fourteen. Four, they're fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. What if you could give them any piece of encouragement and practical advice right now what are you telling them uh don't give up it's really really dark right now and you probably um think it's never gonna end and you're never gonna get out of it and um you're never gonna amount to anything but i am living proof that um you are gonna get out of it you just have to believe in yourself and you have to surround yourself with good people who love you and listen to them and follow their direction. And, um, you know, if you need to smoke cigarettes right now, um, do that <laughs> to get you through. Uh, if you need to experiment with friendships and relationships, do it to get you through. But um, at the end of the day, there there will be that light at the end of the tunnel and you uh, will get on that train. So find your train. Wow. <laughs> that's that's really good. Um all right. Tell. Uh, Hope it wasn't too much like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> no, I, I, it was sincere, um, and uh, I, I felt helped by it. I'm gonna start smoking. Uh, Please don't. Okay. Well, if you want to smoke out there, if you need it, we don't judge you. Um, tell people how they can find you. Oh yeah, uh, you can find me at two IGs Instagram. Kate O'Neill Martino or Indie Queen 14 is my production company. Um, we also have shows on Thursdays at Young Ethel's, usually 7 p.m. Or the Barracks, Monday nights at 7.30. And uh, Chalet Tavern. Chalet Tavern. Yep. And um, Ethel's will be starting their bar prov in May. So we will be there the first two Thursdays of every month at 7 p.m. Okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Keep the faith. Keep your heart open. We love you. Yay. Uh, What's the the last word? Peace outside. Peace outside? (laughs) Yeah. Peace outside, everybody. We love you. Have a good night. Love you.